Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 106 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Vikram Rajan. Vikram is the co-founder of phoneblogger.net. Vikram started Practice Marketing Advisors and its blog as he realized attorneys, CPAs, and related professionals required specialized marketing help that accounts for clients' professional code of conduct, ethics, and model rules. We talk about turning phone conversations into articles and how word of mouth can be amplified through the web. We talk through the feast or famine principle and concept of field testing. All right, let's dig in. All right, Vikram, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfecto. First of all, as I do every single week, I want to say thank you for taking the time out to talk with us because I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things going on, but you chose to talk with us tonight and share your experience. So thank you for that. My pleasure. The other thing that I like to do right off the bat is ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> sure, Elsie. Born and brought up here in New York, born and brought up out in the suburbs of New York City, Long Island. And I now live in Harlem, East Harlem, New York City, Manhattan, uptown. And got a wife and one kid right now, but probably by the time listeners hear this, I'll have a second. My wife is due first week in June. Looking forward to having a full set boy and girl. And I run my company from my home office here, overlooking Fifth Avenue, where the New York City Marathon runs. And I've got staff. My business partner works from his home office out on Long Island. And my employees work out of their home offices across the country. And we have uh, clients around the country. And that company, the main brand that most people know us for is called phoneblogger.net. And phoneblogger.net, I started with Mark Bullock out, out on Long Island. And our main clientele are law firms and accounting firms. We get most of their business through word-of-mouth referrals, and so they need to stay top of mind with their referral relationships. And one of the best ways, efficient ways to do so is to send out email newsletters and update their website blogs and update their professional social media. 
but they're often uh, busy working with their clients, practicing law, accounting, what have you. So very often their marketing falls by the wayside and it becomes a feast or famine yo-yo effect. And we uh, know that marketing is all about consistency and staying top of mind with referral relationships. So we make it happen. We interview our clients over the phone and turn what they say into optimized articles that are their words, their personality, their expertise, stays within their compliance obligations, be it attorney advertising rules or what the AICPA says for accountants or FINRA, SEC, or financial advisors. And with our client's approval, we then publish their articles on their website, their blog, their social media channels, and then sandwich the articles into an email newsletter. And since it's telephone interviews turned into blog articles, we call the process phone blogging and the company and web address is phoneblogger.net. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of a company that does that. So how does one get into something like that? (laughs) By accident. So we started off as practice marketing advisors, literally, and that's also the name of the company, Practice Marketing Inc. nowadays. And we would work one-on-one with our clients, same clientele, uh, two-partner, three-partner law firms and accounting firms, boutique firms across the country. But at that point, mainly in the greater New York area, because we did a lot of face-to-face. And then along the way, we saw that a lot of our clients were having issues with their own time management. And from a consulting and coaching standpoint, there's really only so much you can do. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But in the case of phone blocking, we figured, well, there may be a way where we could essentially drink for them, so to speak. And we could just do it for them, but do it with their input and their involvement so it stays within their ethical guidelines. And we just kind of started this idea, essentially as it is now, as I just explained, what if we just interview you over the phone, type up what you say, get your approval on it. We can optimize it for search and social, get your approval, make sure it's your reputation and your voice and your personal brand, and also make sure it's in compliance. And then we can handle all the technology stuff of uploading and publishing it to the site, add a copyright approved image. uh, make sure it looks good on social media, email newsletters, et cetera. So we just started it for a couple of clients. We actually, in the beginning, didn't charge them anything extra in addition to our standard consulting fee because we knew we needed to get the job done for them in order for them to see results. If they weren't seeing results, then obviously they're not going to stay around as a loyal client, put it in selfish terms, and of course they won't then recommend and refer us to others. So it was very much a selfish motive, but nonetheless a win-win. So in the beginning, we had no name for this process, but along the way, as our clients did see success with the process, they started, in fact, telling other people about what we were doing for them and with them. And that's when I realized, hey, there's something to it that we can probably formalize it, create a process, scale it. And we needed a name for this process. We actually call it something. And lack of a better phrase, we just started calling it phone blogging, and the name is stuck. So do you have a name for what you did? You took something mm-hmm. and you added value and you turned that into a product or a service. What What's that called? I don't know. You tell me. Are you asking from an entrepreneurship perspective, like packaging or productizing yeah, a service? Yeah. What, what's that called? For the listeners out there who may be considering starting a business, launching a business, and they want to test the market or see if what they have to offer, yeah. give us some insight. Sure. One of my phrases is make a small mess first and then clean it up. And there's only so much you can do in terms of research and thinking and planning. And while both things are great and it's hard to talk against it, especially being a marketing consultant, but nothing beats actual field testing and going to a couple of clients or potential clients, seeing A, is it valuable to them? B, will it create the results that they're desiring and that we're desiring as a business? 
And we wanted to create something that's standardized that we could replicate and scale. And it's a lot of times people kind of point to McDonald's and then sometimes people question whether or not are they the best burgers, but they nonetheless created a process. We'd like to think we are the best at what we do, but we also wanted to standardize a craft, which essentially is writing and editing. But how can we involve our clients so that their words and their expertise, their reputation and brand? So I guess you can call it process development, packaging, productizing a service. So we purposely have created these packages where it makes it really simple for your everyday law partner, accounting partner of a small boutique firm to understand how they can get their internet word of mouth marketing done. And while we're not all things to all people, what we do is very specific and really achieves that kind of word, word of mouth results, word of mouth referrals using their connections to the internet. Gotcha. Would it be fair to say that you were able to successfully scale a service? Correct. Yeah, we're in the midst of that. We like where we are, where we've done well over the past couple of years. I had no employees at the time. We now have nine employees and we have clients around the country. We hardly ever is anyone coming to us with a challenge that we haven't seen and solved before. At this point, we're in the midst of scaling a hot buzzword right now, but essentially phone blogger doesn't need me as the business owner on a day-to-day basis. I'm still very much involved in sales and development. But most of my time is spent as CEO thinking of how to improve the service, how to add ancillary aspects to the service, make it even more powerful. But our staff is crackerjack. They are phenomenal. They are the backbone of Phoneblogger. So in terms of scale, Jim Collins has said, you got to get the right people on the bus. And I believe we do. And Phoneblogger is so awesome, really, because of our staff and their dedication, their intelligence, and of course, their expertise. And But intelligence goes a long way because expertise, you can know how to do something, but you don't have that initiative with common sense, which I believe is what intelligence is. They're able to figure it out and make sure that the client is getting what they need, not necessarily what they want, but what they need in order to see the right results. Now, you said in your answer there that you guys have had to overcome challenges. What's your process? How do you overcome challenges? So we identify every aspect of our service. This is the third iteration of writing out every step of our process, turning that into a system. And we will be embarking on that fourth aspect in in a couple of months. And that is essential for us to foresee challenges, to anticipate what our clients need and what they will suddenly wake up and demand. And we got to make sure we're ahead of that curve. So the way we solve that, and if there's some type of an aberration or anomaly where we messed up or we messed up, make a mistake, of course, we have to apologize. We have to fix it. We have to make sure it doesn't happen again. But it's that third part of making sure it doesn't ever happen again where the process development occurs. And we all make mistakes. That one instance, you know, what are you going to do? Things fall through the cracks. I try not to make too big of a deal. But if it happened again... We've turned from an instance to a pattern. That third time, I believe, in my language, it goes from instance to pattern to trend. It was really at the pattern level the second time that same thing happened. That's when we say, look, there has to be something systemic involved that we need to fix immediately. And we start looking at kind of our process. And we use an internal management system, project management tool called Smartsheet. And I like Smartsheet because it has a Gantt chart, which is great for timelining, but also is very Excel or Google Sheets oriented. It's very simple to maneuver and add specific steps in a checklist. And we're extremely checklist-driven. So if there's something systemically wrong, there's probably something missing or something incorrectly being implemented when it comes to the checklist. 
And that's really where we start going to work at it. Now, those, that's continuous improvement to make sure that we're continuously adapting and improving is important. But I also believe that every now and then, every two, three years, in our case, we need to kind of take a step back and rework it and not necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater, but reimagine and involve our staff to go, how can we do this even better from the ground up? If we were designing this business today with the experience we have, but knowing what we know now, how could we do it even better? And we're at that third iteration, and, and, and Smartsheet has helped with that third iteration. And I always believe there's room for improvement and innovation and looking forward to that next next step. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash Production. I think you shared it in your answer, but if you could identify the top two keys to success, what would those be? <laughs> it's, it's funny. Let's see if I answer it the same way. I actually don't remember what I said. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you one answer that I tend to give, which is kind of somewhat of a silly answer, but for me, very profound. I hate billing clients. And it's one of those kind of head trash issues of what's my relationship with money and do I deserve it and all that. Yes, if, if you can say that. And I need to get myself out of my own way. It's like either I hire a therapist or I just get myself out of the, my own way. It's cheaper just to use technology to automate things than necessarily fix what's between my ears. So taking credit cards has been tremendously impactful. Now, you pay a couple of percentage points to these processors, but it's well worth it for us because we are, as I mentioned before, package-driven, the productized service. And so we're a subscription service, and thus the subscription service is on credit card. And being able to get paid automatically is a huge relief, and we're able to have a stepladder of growth. So I don't know if that's what I wrote, honestly, but I tend to answer that, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was my answer. So credit card, take credit cards, and part of that process really is have a subscription-based type service. The second aspect of the key is recognize very early on that I can't do it all myself, number one. And number two, even if I attempted, I'm not best at doing it all. And as soon as possible that we were able to afford it, we started bringing on other people to the team. I think it's extremely important as business owners that we more than even manage ourselves and manage our own time, that we manage others and make sure that we surround ourselves with people who are better at that specific role. Then we can naturally learn anything and we're probably pretty confident and optimistic as entrepreneurs, but that's not our role. Our role as entrepreneurs, or really as a C-level of CEO, is really that strategy and making sure we're bringing on the right resources for implementation. Some of it's human resources, others technology resources, but we're a maestro. We are orchestrating our business. 
And that I got from my father, who's a management consultant, of that concept. And people learn it from a lot of different sources, from Michael Gerber, E-Myth, and even 4-Hour Workweek with Tim Ferriss. And there are a lot of different perspectives in terms of making sure that your business is not dependent on you. And more importantly, that it's not dependent on any one person, because the only thing worse than a business depending on you business dependent on somebody else other than you, because no one's going to care about your company as much as you do. Even though I have great staff, I can't expect them to. This is uh, what I've created, and I want them to have ownership over their area, but the totality has to rest on my shoulders. So as a second thing, I would say that is surround yourself by better people, bring on a team, start with independent contractors, if you will, but over a period of time, be prepared to bring them on as employees because you don't want to violate IRS rules and all that nasty stuff. You've got to stay in compliance and do right by the law, and more importantly, do right by our own staff and make sure that they are being paid well. One thing that you said that really stood out to me, and you would think that it's not a big problem, but it really is, especially in the world of entrepreneurship. Listeners, enterprisers, if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're in your car or working out, I want you to get closer. I want you to put the earbuds into your ears all the way so that you can hear what I'm about to tell you up close and personal. You guys ready? Okay. Make it easy for people to pay you. Simply put, make it very easy for people to pay you. Okay, I'm yeah. off of my soapbox now. <laughs> absolutely. That's in line with what I just said. Yeah, absolutely. No, all great stuff. Have a subscription-based service. Don't do everything yourself. Get yourself out of your own way. What's your role in the business as the CEO, entrepreneur, strategy, resources for implementation? You're the, you are to orchestrate your business. You're the maestro. Make sure your business does not depend on you. Those are phenomenal, phenomenal nuggets. So thank you for sharing them. My pleasure. So as we kind of wrap things up, time flies when you're having fun, right? (laughs) (laughs) So if you had to pinpoint one thing as an actionable tip for the enterprisers, what would that be? Start talking about your business idea or next idea. If you already have a growing concern and existing business, start talking about it with people as soon as possible. I know I don't always follow that advice, honestly. I myself get afraid because it's scared about what they're going to say, but I'm also scared that I'm going to explain it poorly. Now someone could wake me up in the middle of the night and I can talk about phone blogger very easily. I could do it within the one-minute elevator pitch, 30 seconds. I can make it sound boring or I can make it sound like the coolest where like Siri and Alexa for blogging. I can make it sound awesome, and it is. When it comes to kind of the new aspects of what we're about to bring out, I'm always kind of massaging the mouth. How do I bring it out and say it out? So sometimes it's hardest to even say it to people closest to you because they're the ones who are uh, maybe feel the liberty to be very critical and very honest with you, which eventually you need. So you may want to start with that outer circle people that you don't really know that well. And quite frankly, if they shoot the idea down or they care because they don't really care about their opinion. But at least it's good practice to start getting, A, the confidence and getting the context to share that idea. So action step, write down that idea, start mapping out that idea, and then start talking about that idea, preferably with people who it would actually help. Because if someone doesn't really can gain value from that idea, I don't know how much value they're going to bring. It's good practice, nonetheless, but as soon as possible, start talking to potential customers, clients start getting their feedback, even if you're not ready, or slap up a one-page website or put together a Word document and or a Google Doc, which is essentially then online, and start talking to people about it. Get their feedback about it and say that, hey, look, this is a great idea or this is an idea I'm thinking of. I love your feedback. 
be honest, but kind of half-baked right now, but be honest with me, but be sensitive because it's a new idea that I don't know if I'm going to run with and couch it the way you need to couch it, but get started with talking to people. Now, if people want to contact you, reach out to you, learn more about what you guys do, how can they do that? Easiest is my email address, Vic, V-I-K, at phoneblogger.net. Two things to remember, the K and the .net. So Vic at phoneblogger.net, my email address, probably the easiest. I'm very much online, so you could probably find me. The other easy way is, of course, LinkedIn. So in slash Vikram Rajan. You could probably get the spelling from the website. And that's probably the two easiest ways. And, of course, you can visit our website, phoneblogger.net, and you could uh, watch videos there and see all of our clients through the website and kind of read their articles, of course, because that's awesome. And yeah, I look forward to answering really anyone's questions. Uh, I enjoy sharing ideas and batting around ideas. So if any of the listeners got something that they want to run by me, I'm willing to kind of brainstorm a session around it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Enterprisers, you heard it. If you have questions or anything for Vikram, reach out. That's actually a very valuable thing when somebody offers their time and their mind really to you. So take advantage of that. Reach out to Vikram and fire away questions and ideas. He's a successful business person, entrepreneur of the future. We were talking about on one of my other shows about the new economy and how things are changing. So get on the boat now while there's still opportunity. So enterprises, again, I say this every week and I only say it every week because it's true every single week. Another awesome conversation with an awesome business owner, entrepreneur. Vikram, thank you so much for your time sharing your experience and your knowledge with us. I certainly do appreciate it. LZ, this was fun. Thank you for having me. Guys, go head on out to the website, download the three P's of empowerment worksheet. I want you empowered operating out of your awesome zone. So download that, fill it out. Let me know if you have questions, if you're stuck, we can help you work through that. So again, I could not do what I do without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email. Mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.